This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the first day of February, and in the studio today, the boys from Mikes and Takes are joining us. Travis Barrett, welcome to the show. How's it going, fellas? Hey, thank- <laughs> hey how's it going? Th- glad to be back in the virtual studio. Yeah, it's been a little bit since uh, we've been able to talk to you a little bit, Travis. Travis is back home um, near Metro Detroit. So, Travis, we miss you, but it's good to have you on the show. But to get us kicked off today, fellas, men's sports for Ferris, basketball especially. They're able to break the curse of splitting each game so far this year, able to get the sweep against Michigan Tech. Two wins, 60-57 to on Friday, and Saturday, 56-54, to so both very close games. We'll kick it off on the Friday game. Brandon, why don't you let us know? Yeah, so Friday at Michigan Tech win, 60-57. to um, This one was definitely unexpected, and I say that because there was a combined 41 points in the first half. That's not a lot. Not what we're accustomed to seeing, especially with previous Ferris teams and how this team's looked this year. There's been a lot of times where we've put up lots of points. You can go to Olivet game. That one was absolutely a, pretty much a slugfest from our offense. We could not miss. But this game definitely showed that we have the defense to compete against these top teams. Michigan Tech is one of the best teams, if not ranked the best team in the GLIAC right now. And being able to beat them at their place, absolutely huge. And, I mean, Walt was a big part of that. He didn't have a really a big big day shooting. He really kind of struggled. He was 4-15 from the field, 16 points. But other guys definitely stepped up when they needed to. Uh, Vejas Grizoulis, I know Isaac Culp, the, the manager that came and chatted with us earlier in the year, talked a lot about his development, how he's going to be special. And he did, had a really, really nice game, 12.7 boards in the in the paint, especially with the start in this game. I think it's one of the, only his first or second start mm-hmm. on the year. But that just shows that Coach Bronkema knows how to put on the right people in there when and mix up these lineups and really give teams new looks and I think that's what's been able to really kind of give them the opportunity to shake it up and make other teams start guessing and miss. Uh, yeah, I mean you mentioned this is a, a team, a Michigan Tech team at least like top of our division right now and uh, I think kind of a revenge last year. I don't know if we remembered uh, they kind of put us down here right before we went down. Uh, to the GLIAC tournament so those guys were a tough squad last year and uh, they seem to be a tough squad this year as well uh, I'm really proud of Grizzula so he has come out here in the last like three games um, basically becoming a dog on the boards mm-hmm. and kind of having that presence because it feels like um, I, I love playing down playing the five but it seems like we play small ball a little bit with him not saying he cannot hold his own in the in the post but um, Grizzulis is kind of just a bigger body or at least a taller guy where he's able to, you know, throw his weight around and uh, he's able to, you know, get get boards and, you know, facilitate the ball as well because though we, um, you know, we have a bunch of shooters, it's nice to have that presence uh, mm-hmm. down in the post. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Travis? Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with uh, Barrett and Brandon a lot. To be able to get the sweep up in the UP at uh, Michigan Tech, I was able to stream the game from home and watch a little bit. I think it was amazing, and both games like mean a lot because, as you alluded to, Brandon, this is arguably the best team in the GLIAC. And we have struggled a little bit this year um, with a few games, but 
I think Walt's going to be a big part um, in winning these games. Like in the second game, Walt had 21 points, and they were able to beat Michigan Tech, hold on to a 56-54 to win. I think uh, the defense is going to play a lot of the factor. We see guys like uh, Michael Peterson, who we've had on mics and takes before, getting more minutes. And the guys who were kind of on the bench the past few years getting more playing time now, I think is playing a big part in a great um, weekend for uh, the boys to go up there and get both wins and um, come back home. Yeah, and going into the second game, I mean, we we squeak out a, another two-point victory. Narrow victories, but you know what? A win is a win, and that's all that matters. But it's really interesting because you look at, like, if you didn't have a chance to watch the game, which a lot of people unfortunately can't due to the, the no spectators and uh, limited, I wouldn't say limited streaming services, but sometimes it's not cheap, and we understand that. But, I mean, you just look at the box score, and you're just like, whoa, we got, I mean, really we we out we out rebounded them and got more chances to put the ball in the hole especially inside and that definitely helped down the stretch because i mean tech they they can they can shoot really well and frankly they kind of gave this game away the second game especially at the free throw line going nine of 19 when you got freebies and you can't knock them down that's just making your job that much harder yeah, I mean, I think another person we probably want to highlight is Jimmy Scholler. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's a true freshman out of, of Grand Rapids out of Forest Hills who, um, I mean, if you look at him, he looks really young, but he plays like above his level of like class. I think he's very mature with the ball. I mean, he's be- become, I don't think he started, he didn't become a starter for us until maybe the fifth or, or, or sixth game on, into the season. But um, I think Brockma has totally found faith in him and he's been very good i think uh you know just production wise and he's not able to you know he's not he's not a sh- shooter he's not or not a shooter he's not a catch and shoot kind of guy he's able to at least put the ball on the floor and uh you know make the offense go because uh you know i think he's mm-hmm. done a really good job he, you know even being a freshman right now yeah um uh, it's crazy because you know usually you have guys you try to work into the system where it seems like he's grabbed the system so fast yeah and especially being like a freshman it's tough to really find your role coming in and being that true freshman having that much pressure on you especially seeing just like the next level of competition in the GLIAC which as we all know is one of the toughest sporting divisions in all of or this toughest sporting conferences in all of D2 sports and for him to come in here and just be pretty consistent the whole time is is very impressive and very good but uh, Travis what are your thoughts yeah I mean I think this game was mainly defense because both teams, neither team shot over 50%. Ferris shot 46% from the floor, which was okay. And Michigan Tech shot 39.6% from the floor. I think Walt's uh, 21 points I talked about earlier really helped them get the win. And like guys like Michael Pearson chipping in nine points. But this was mainly a very tight game because when you look at both halves, uh, fair state we outscored on uh, michigan tech by one in the first half then we outscored them by one again in the second half in the second half when you really look at it we beat them 25 to 24 so this was like a very very tight game it really came up to really the last possession and trent bell i'm um, a guy who's probably one of the best players in the gliac for michigan tech adding 17 points and owen white 16 then obviously um adam hobson had uh, another 10 points they have a good well-balanced team and these guys, um, they move the ball around really well. But I just think uh, the points off turnovers was the thing that helped us get 
the game in the second half. Scoring 13 points off turnovers in a game where both teams uh, scored under 60 were huge. And um, the points in the paint as well. This pair, so we had them 36 to 24. So great win by the boys to get uh, back to 500 with a 6-6 six and six record currently. Yeah, definitely. And a couple scores from around the GLIAC Lake Superior State able to top Northern Michigan 70-60. to 60. Wayne State and Grand Valley got canceled, I'm pretty sure, due to COVID things. I've, it doesn't really yeah, list on they, the... They didn't really clarify that. It's a Wayne, I think that's a Wayne State... That's a Wayne State thing because, yeah. um, at least over there, I know that that area is in is a question yeah, mark right, right now. And because I, I mean, right now yeah. we're we're, we're online to play Grand Valley this week, so yeah, so yeah, should be able to, should be able to <laughs> get that game in, but yeah, yeah we'll see. Well, yeah, we should be able to yeah. play that game. Yeah. Ashland beats Davenport eighty-two to sixty-six, as we alluded to before. Ferris State now beats Michigan Tech fifty-six to fifty-four. Yeah. Saginaw Valley falls to Parkside seventy-three to fifty-seven. Parkside's and per- looking sneaky. They're, yeah, they, they, were, they have been playing extremely year. well. Yeah, they're be, they're yeah. beating some good teams. Both, like I they're mean, just sneaky. Both like men and women's have been like very solid for them this year. I mean, at least when they came here, um, we saw them like they're just a big team. At least on the girls' side, but the mm-hmm. men's side, they're yeah. so fast. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah. They're, they're fairly new to the conference too. Yeah, like, yeah. they've yeah. only been in the league a couple yeah. years. They're showing they belong. Sorry, yeah. Joe. Go ahead. No worries. And then the last game, Northwood uh, falls to Purdue Northwest, eighty-three to seventy-nine. But boys, let's get into the women's side now. Women ended up, um, excuse me, women ended up losing both games to Michigan Tech. So not a great thing to see, but some good takeaways. Brandon, why don't you start us off? Yeah, Michigan Tech is also one of the better teams. Um, obviously, we talk about the greatest of great in Division Two, Ashland being basically on top of the pedestal all the time. But Michigan Tech is right, we're literally right on their heels. I mean, they're seven and one in conference play, and I mean they they've got they've got some fantastic players. And I'm Ellie McKay, probably the one number one to highlight. She she is definitely the one they give the ball to when they're in trouble and i noticed a lot um being at this game they have uh, there was a lot of times where like the things just weren't clicking for either side there was a timeout called and it's text ball it's gonna be in mckay's hands and she scored 70 80 percent of the time right off that timeout that's such a momentum booster when you're you're down and you're down and you have that player you can say hey here's the ball let's get let's get something rolling and that's pretty much what she did and she had 17 in this game and i think the one thing which is like crazy like michigan tech plays a lot of players like i was just they, about to say they have a huge they, roster yeah, yeah they, no, Joey, they throw like, everybody yeah. in it is it was crazy and then i mean they shoot the three ball really well and and it's kind of crazy because like they shoot the three ball well but then there's times where they shoot the ball from 30 feet really well and that just blew me away how much range they had because i mean for, we were in good position to play defense sometimes it was just Hand down, man down. And from 30 feet, they could knock it down. And that, that really hurt us, especially later in the game. Yeah, like, so, you know, Brandon Brandon and I worked in games, and, I, you know, I'm filming, and, you know, I'm filming warm-ups for the girls' team for Ferris, and out comes the, the Michigan Tech squad, and it seemed like they had two full teams sitting on their bench. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that's just crazy. Uh, you mentioned Ellie McKay, who is a junior from Novi. I mean, she was... Uh, she was a dog for him. I mean, they definitely, whenever they had needed a bucket, they went to her. I mean, she was so, um, you know, we talked about it after the game, she's so compact as a guard, um, but is, you know, though is a junior, super mature with the ball as well. I know we started out the second game with, and I know we'll get into it, like four straight turnovers. Yeah. And it's nothing, it's not on us, but we do have like 
we're very young, um, and especially with injuries plaguing us right now, it's it's tough. But I mean, Ellie McKay uh, from Michigan Tech and Cassie Trotter, the two guards for them, they were awesome facilitating. Um, we also just I felt like we ran out of space, uh, especially I know they just seem to have. Uh, the post player, I don't know, number 21. Joe's got the roster in front of me right Jordan now. Jordan Ludisker. Yeah. I think that's yeah. 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 She was, I mean, by, by far the tallest girl on the court um, and the one who played the most physical because, um, you know, it, it showed because she was bully, bullying girls down there. So, um, but, you know, tough to lose right there. I mean, it's just, it's nothing you can mm-hmm. do. I mean, we're super young right now yeah. and we have all the injuries in the world. Yeah, and one of the good takeaways is to see our starting five. I mean, we all had pretty good production. I mean, Deshauna had 11 points. Cade and Mallory both shared double digits. Um, it's, it's it's just really good to see that we're able to kind of have some production. It's just with a huge team like Michigan Tech where all of them are ready to play and they ha- just have like that basically endless amount of kind of refuel that they can just toss in when someone needs a break and to have them be able to produce is just something else. But Travis, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of summed up all like the good points because Michigan Tech, this is a very good team. This is a team that's now 8-1 and one on the season. They're still at top of um, the conference. And Ferris, I felt like, especially in the second game, we put up a little more fight, even though we did lose by eight points. But as you guys talked about, Ellie McKay, 31 points. And the overall team for Michigan Tech didn't shoot necessarily well. It was mainly her. They were 21 of 61 from the field, which resulted in 34% from the field. But, um, you know, I, I felt like we fought hard. We, we have a young team. I mean, when we look at um, Mallory and um, Katie Byrd, how, how do you say her last name? It's Kate, 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 say her. Kaden Blanchard. Yeah. Blanchard, thank yeah. you. Um, each of them scoring on 13 points. Uh, we're going to need more from them, but I think the future is bright. Even though, like, when you look at the losses, it's absolutely tough to lose. When your best players are mainly freshmen, sophomores, in the next year or two, you should be um, fighting at top of the, the GLIAC like last year when we saw them win um, the division fair state. But Michigan Tech's a great team. They're special. I mean, they're 8-1 and one right now, and they're they're rolling. Yeah, and I th- I'm glad you pointed out um, Caden and Mallory, and they're fantastic players. And I know I know watching this game, and I think Barrett would agree with me that um, Coach Westendorp after the, after the game was talking about um, their 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 team outlook right now, and it's pretty obvious watching this game. It's very perimeter heavy. There is not necessarily the inside threat that we've used to be having. I mean, we have we have good players like Ariel Jenkins, Amaka Hunabaga, and we have like Zoe Anderson. You could throw in there as well. We have good players that can play down down on the block, but they're they're just not the the explosive people that can really get on the boards and out rebound a lot of teams. And that's something that we we really miss. And that's just like it's it's really hard to go into a game when you're relying on your backcourt to score 30, 40, 50 points a night, just because that that can like shooting. And like I mean, because they're they're outside scores, and when they try to slash, it's kind of gets a little bit congested. So it, it you can definitely tell that this team is a little bit different, especially from last year's and the previous year's teams. But I mean, it is good to see though that they they have confidence, especially like Caden in her first year, having the confidence that they can be able to do those type of things. And yeah, you know, you mentioned we just don't have. I feel like we don't have the size. I know you mentioned Ariel Jenkins, and she's a freshman who. Um, you know, is is really good at what she does right now. I mean, I don't think her offensive game is is to the level of we don't really have a traditional big other than her. Um, I mean, you know, having Idoni out is huge. Mm-hmm. Also losing uh Huggins and Anderson. Yep. 
those are two big question marks I don't understand, but you lose two solid starters basically for you, or at least Huggins being a a sixth woman off the bench for them last year. They're role players. They're important role role players. players. Uh, You know, Anderson was a preseason All-American, or is a, you know, is a preseason All-American. So not her on the floor right now, you know, puts all the duties on Blanchard, who probably wouldn't be seeing these type of minutes, um, at least if Anderson's on the floor right now. So, um, I mean, she comes with a great basketball program from but, Freeland, who's won state titles. So, yeah. um, she'd definitely be in that six yeah, person conversation, but, but she wouldn't have the same volume. But that's actually a very good point, Bear, because we just were able to compete with them without two of our uh, best players, quote unquote, and we only lost by eight. So, that has to give you confidence at full strength. We can probably beat this team, you know, if they were to play them a third time. So, I think, uh, Having her out was huge, but I just think the potential of Ferris State women's basketball is pretty high, even though it's it's a loss, but you're competing with one of the best teams in the GLIAC and probably one of the best teams in Division Two for women's basketball. Yeah, definitely. And you have something to say, Barrett? Oh, I was just going to – no, no, I'm good. I was going to – You're, you're yeah. going to give me some fun. I mean, I guess a couple of score up <laughs> – weekend, <laughs> like, uh, weekend recap for the GLIAC uh, – for, uh, for women's GLIAC basketball <laughs> – Grand Valley State able to beat Wayne State, so it must have been something with Wayne State on the men's side for basketball that they weren't able to play. But Grand Valley State beats 66-57. to Purdue Northwest falls in Northwood 57-76. to Northern Michigan able to top Lake Superior State 62-46. to Saginaw Valley able to get the W 76-69. Michigan Tech, as we said, able to beat Fair State 63-55. And lastly, Ashland, no surprise, beats Davenport 63 or 65-53. Catch Ferris uh, basketball against Grand Valley State. Women's will be at Grand Valley in Allendale, and then men's will be home against Wink. So hopefully you can get the W, and men's can keep on the roll of getting both Ws, and women can turn around with a quick W. It's Anchor Bone, baby. Yep, Anchor Bone Classic. But, boys, let's get into ice hockey. They played Michigan Tech over the weekend. Sorry, Northern Michigan over the weekend. They have Michigan Tech coming up. Boys, it's just a tough season. Our fans know uh, me and Brandon's thoughts about this. Travis, we haven't been able to hear from you too much. But, boys, what are you guys' thoughts so far uh, for, for Bulldog Ice Hockey? Um, well, first of all, did you say butt boys when we were transitioning? I said, like, ho- butt, <laughs> comma, okay. boys. It's anyways, that. Anyways. Um, wow. Well, get your, head out of the, <laughs> get your mind out of the game. I just was trying to ask. I asked a question. Um, I, I think oh. if you look, especially at this, at this hockey team, we have four seniors. We are very young um and we've had i think we've been had injuries i know covid has been a big problem for us before we even got on the ice this season i know we didn't get to practice um our season got delayed yeah our season got uh, delayed and then then a bunch of people i know in our program got covid including coach daniels Mm -hmm. so i know we were unable to practice it at all i mean especially in these road trips i can't imagine what it's like for these guys, especially go, having to go to Minnesota and then having to stay up there, go to Northern Michigan, because I don't think they returned. I think they just went bang, straight. Bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they just stayed there, the little did the loop. Around. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, our only win is against a D3 program in Trine, who was a fill-in game because someone got sick. So, um, I, I mean, future, I guess you could say, is bright. I, I really – we've yet to see Logan Stein on our home ice. So, uh, hopefully – this will be a thing for us. Logan Stein, for those who don't know, uh, he qualified for the World Juniors team for USA. So he has Won a gold, the gold medal. He has a gold medal. So he's in my geography yeah. class. He's, does yeah. he have his autograph? He's a man. I want to. Dude, <laughs> I, would totally, I, would totally, I would totally try to, like, is it in person? Yeah. 
dude, you should totally like have him sign something for you. Be just like, hey. run up at him and just be like, Yo, <laughs> no, 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 like, like fake something. Oh be like, hey, gosh. like, um, I'm Joe. Like, I was just wondering if I could get your signature for something, and then just like, like cover up <laughs> everything like around it, and, and then like, just, like cut it out, and then like. Frame Sell it. it. Frame it. No. Whoa, whoa. You can't. <laughs> We're our headspace. <laughs> Come is on, man. So I'm t- you're trying to like that use his funny. likeness for money. Wow. No. Hmm. <laughs> That's what it kind of seems like. Anyways, NCAA I would like to see. Down. I would like to see Stein on our home ice. I know he didn't play uh, against Trine. Of course, he didn't have to play against Trine. But they saved him from Minnesota State. And though we lost uh, by four goals, or I'm sorry, like he allowed four goals each time. Um, that Minnesota State team is very good. I think they've always been at the top of the WCHA forever. It seems like so. Um, and honestly, top of the yeah. top of the nation. Top too. of the nation. Like been, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've been in like the what is it top 25? I forget. If yeah, it's 25 it? for hockey or how high it goes, but they've been ranked nationally for yeah. who knows how long. Yeah, Frost Madness or whatever. Frost they've been there the frozen for like a long time. Fro- <laughs> they've been there for like a long time and. Uh, Honestly, it's just tough right now. I mean, we're one in twelve. Um, last year, working the hockey games, getting to be by the team, we kind of seen this coming. Um, getting a chance to talk to Coach Daniels and um, Harrison a lot about it. You know, they have a lot of like freshmen and sophomores on this team, like Barrett alluded to, only four seniors, and a lot of it has been COVID, not having a normal preseason. So, I think it's going to take a little while to get to where we were. I think like the last really good season Ferris had for hockey was um the 2016-2017 season. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of our numbers are just down. We have only 35 goals, you know, in 13 games. 65 assists is okay, but our shots are, are down. Right now we're um, averaging 27.4 shots per game. Last year I remember it was over 33, and we weren't even that great last year, and only right now 2.6.9 goals per game. So I think there's definitely a lot of work to do, but the potential is there. It's obviously – it's kind of like when we talk about the Lions or any, like, rebuilding in Detroit. Like, you know, the potential is there. We just have to wait a little longer, but – I do think it can be good. It's just um, I think this season is just like a trying time for everybody because it's a COVID era. Some of these games you don't know who's going to play because of COVID and different things. So I just think at this point I would just try to get as much playing time as I can for the younger guys, get them that experience to prepare for next season. Not throwing away this season already, but just kind of you know getting more experience for mm-hmm. them to prepare. Yeah. Yeah, just getting ready, but. They're going to have a tough stretch upcoming. The next eight games are going to be playing Michigan Tech for those times and also Bemidji State and Minnesota State again getting tossed into the mix. Brandon? Yeah, we did also want something to point out. Something positive here. It doesn't have to be all negative. Like, I believe <laughs> I believe case. it was combined that we, we shut out Northern on power plays. I think they were 0 for 12. So, hey, power play defense, power play. Well, that, was, that was for the so. weekend, right? Yeah, for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. We're just still running. Still I think really it was 0 for 8 good. in the second game. We'll so. take here. Coach Daniel's on the hot seat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm I think you got to give next year. I think, I think he'll probably next year will probably be the decision. I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I heard things last year that he was breaking news that he was on the hot seat. I mean, I... It's I mean, if you, were trying, like the if you were trying, re- the record shows. But like, yeah. If you were trying True. to lose your, if you were trying to not trying to lose your job, but if you were going to lose your job, what is the threshold? Because I think we've had this problem with with coaches through every sport this year, um, even at the highest level. Of how much do you blame COVID? How much is that attributed? Yeah, where's to the, the where's like the exact you, you, line to of the between success of your team? You're right. not picking up, what, you know, like you're not doing what you need to do between you, COVID effects. We yeah. have we're no division it's, one. Obviously, is yeah. the highest level. Um, at least you know for hockey, here at the collegiate level, 
for Ferris. Yeah. For Ferris. Well, we got to give him another year. I feel we like have this one. Year kind of we like, have one win, and it's against a D3 Trine. University. No, yeah. no and, I understand. And Trine doesn't even have a long standing like, hockey program. True, but <laughs> this year for a lot of D D one athletes though it doesn't even count. I think a lot of D one athletes still have no. They can come back next year for um, eligibility. So like, not saying this year doesn't count, but I mean, I just feel like we got to give them another year. Coach Daniels has still done a lot going to um, even though we were the national title runner up nine years ago in twenty twelve and having competitive teams for a while. This has been a trying time the past few years. I would say. Yeah, it, it's tough because I mean, you look at the roster. And the teams that we've had to play, like it's an uphill climb, and we can completely understand that. And it, it, it is tough because we want to see we want to see the dogs be successful and how they how they want to how they can get successful again. Um, I think that there will there will definitely be some options exploring at least over the next couple of years, depending on how this team does. But um, really quick before we head into some NFL debate, you could almost say uh, track and field <laughs> was in was in action for the first time at Grand Valley. Um, definitely fun to see some of our fellow Bulldogs compete. Um, also tennis um, started off their season at uh, at Western, I believe. Yeah, at Western um, didn't get didn't get the win on on Sunday, but it's all right because it's their first. First one, you can't you can't blame losing their first one. I mean, it's the first time some of these teams have competed in over a year. So, mm-hmm. but uh, especially against right. a really tough Western team, but um, definitely fun to see some of our Bulldog teams back in action. Very very fun to see. But um, moving on now into the NFL, and if you're a Lions fan, you've probably been waiting for us to talk about this for a <laughs> long time, especially over the weekend. But if you haven't heard, um, Matthew Stafford has made his way out of Detroit. And no he longer is in the Honolulu Blue. No, no longer. longer. And he is going to the L.A. Rams in a trade for Jared Goff. Um, I believe it was a 2021, this, this year's this year's third round pick, and then a 2022 yep. and 2023 first round pick in exchange for Matthew Stafford. Guys, did we win this trade? I think we did. And it's... It sucks that Matthew Stafford's gone, obviously, but I'm glad that he gets a chance to actually win a ring because he deserves it. And I, although I don't think Jared Goff is as good as Matthew Stafford, I think our future is a lot more, is better set than the Rams are now because, I mean, they didn't really, Matthew Stafford, he's worth that, but, I mean, I didn't really think any team would really be willing to give that much out for him. I I mean, I think... Yeah. I think we, I mean, I think we fleece the Rams. Like I'm not gonna lie, a lot of Rams fans are not yeah, very happy. I, to know I, that. You know, at first, you know, weird night of, you know, you really wouldn't expect to get news on a or a Saturday night, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. uh, of a, a blockbuster trade happening. Which, you know, you know, Stafford has been our guy forever. Um, so it, you know, for us to lose him, but also gain back future assets and capital um you know and we get to split the dead that dead cap hit um between the rams and us um i mean i i don't see how we lose this trade i i, I think the yes pos- we, the possibilities we have are it's, it's crazy right. you know and i brandon you talked about you were upset that we didn't get a first round pick for this year's draft well they i didn't, didn't have one no, I know yeah. that, but it so would have like, been it would have been a little bit nicer because then that would have made it very clear that we were going to go after a quarterback. Um, you know, and because this class, I think is we deep. still, you know, no, I, we I, still are, but there's true. there's going to be question marks because have we've always said we were going to do so, oh we're going to draft the defensive event. What was it too? And then we drafted Hawkinson. Well, maybe we just so. package. What if we just? Hey, but Hawkinson was a solid. No, pick no, no, I'm not saying. That. I'm just saying like the yeah, uncertainty yeah, what of mean, what the Lions do in drafts definitely makes true. me feel. 
a little bit concerned. But, but Travis, what are your thoughts? Boys, boys, I've been saying this for a while, at least in the past two years to bear it on mics and takes. This is what we needed to do. Now, as much as I ridicule Stafford, he deserves an opportunity to win, like Joe said. I'm very happy he gets to go to the Rams so he can – he finally has assets around him. And I hope he can maybe win a playoff game or something. But it was just time to move on. We hadn't won a playoff game in over 12 years, and all of our prior draft picks were wasted draft picks. I'm sorry, Jeff Okuda is awful to me. I think he is terrible. I know it's only one year. One interception is not cutting it. I think it was time to get a guy like Jared Goff and get more draft picks. And the thing is, there's still speculation. Jared Goff might be on the move. I know Dan Campbell, the new head coach of the Lions, love him. He told uh, Goff he could be in the future, but the Lions aren't um, guaranteeing it. They're saying they're still looking at Justin Fields, a report I read this morning. Not saying that's going to happen, but that's something I would personally like to see. But to Barrett's point also, I think this is a great move because we're getting assets for the future, and we need to rebuild, and that starts off with Stafford. So as much as it sucks to see him go, it's just time for you know something new now this brings a question with the moves that we just got for stafford guys like deshaun watson who's on the market and possibly carson wentz what are teams going to willing to be give up uh, for those guys because lines we got a lot in exchange for just a 33 year old quarterback you know i, I think mean that's something are we that gonna, has to be discussed are we going to move golf and get deshaun watson yeah i don't think the texans won two starters and then they went two first they round two picks. defensive starters two first round picks and like two second round picks yeah, for yeah. Deshaun Watson. I, we don't have we don't even have that capital travis going back to the okuda take uh how can you even how can you even say that like it's his first year <laughs> cornerback is arguably right up there with quarterback to cornerback is arguably the hardest position to play especially now with all the rules in place uh or place put in place by the nfl uh, you also have like you know guys who don't become studs until like their fourth year in the league like no one really knew who stefan gilmore was when he was a rookie coming out true, true, true and, but true, that's true. a good point but baird i've told you this multiple times we should have drafted Tua. Look what the Dolphins... The Dolphins were a team that a lot of people thought... Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, just hear me out. You would want Tua? No, no, just hear me out. I'm going I'm to explain why. Okay, last explain. Year, when we talked about this, the Dolphins were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Probably the worst team. Some people thought Alabama could beat them. You get Tua, you turn around to be 10-6, and, and arguably you got a chance to honestly make the playoffs. So I'm saying, like, Okuda didn't really do, like, a lot to me like well well i mean he's still here but i know like you said you still need years and years of, of process but it just seemed like all these years of drafting defense defense just never panned out for us we still finished on the bottom five the last seven years in several defensive categories so okuda might need some time but he got cooked a lot this year by guys well i, well, I can't even say Devontae adams because he's the best wide on the league but there's other guys like in this league in the NFC because NFC is a harder conference. So, I mean, I'll give him another year, but he did. You can admit he played pretty bad this year. It wasn't great. Okay. I don't think it's his, I don't think it's his fault though. Like the defense, it just wasn't a good fit. I don't think because there's way more than just like the corner that we needed to fix on defense. Yeah. yeah. We have no linebacker. We have no linebacker support. Like, I am so yeah. happy that we've brought in. We've scraped every person out of the linebacking room. is is not with us now. I don't think there's anyone returning from that either, from like special assistant to the linebackers coach himself. So, I mean, because that is one thing uh, that you know uh, our at home or was Brad Holmes. Mm-hmm. He's drafted. Yep. He's drafted pass covering uh, linebackers. Yes. So for us to not like for us to now shift away from. Oh, let's stop the run. Let's stop the run to uh, a league that is. I think we've folks seen the focus shift to 
pass, pass, pass. Maybe throw the run in there unless you, you know, unless you have an elite running back with like Derrick Henry or you know Aaron Jones or, or a stud. You know, a guy who can get uh, yards right. on the ground. I, I think that's tough to put a Cuda, especially his first four matchups was against uh, was against Thomas Hopkins, Adams, and then he had to go against. I don't know the fourth one, but I mean, he had like his debut was against like the top three players in the league. So I know he only got one pick, and the pick was like a fair, like uh, it was against Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray like yeah. <laughs> threw him out. And he Kyler had like Mur- three interceptions that game, right? Yeah, so he was off. Um, you know, I I just don't think I think Akuda is going to be good. I I think he's just it takes a minute for you to grow into like look at a warrior he's like in his third year fourth year and now he's become one of the best red zone defenders in the league or at least this past year so uh it, it is a growing process you make a lot of good points like in your um uh, point that you just uh, made i just i just think like the detroit fans as you know like everybody just wants instant success but you are right like it does it takes time, and it's not one individual person. It takes a village to get this thing going. So we will see. I hope he can play better for Detroit's sake, because if not, I mean, he could be on the move in years to come, obviously. But, you know, we have to wait to see. But I do like the direction the Lions are trying to do um, and move in. So I think Dan Campbell and the trade uh, starting over with golf uh, can be good for our future. Bite your kneecaps off. <laughs> yeah. Huh? We're going <laughs> to smile and bite your kneecaps so, off, and then we're going to get knocked oh, down again, gonna and we're going to take another kneecap off. <laughs> Oh my God! I was I ready to I, I break. Hey, wall. this is this is though the first time that in like a while we've not had a a quote unquote yeah. guru play caller as a head coach. We've actually had somebody that fits a true head coaching like true. description: a motivator, an it, organizer, a team or a team leader. Mountain of a man that not, can motivate. We you. don't have somebody that's poking his nose in the playbook every every week and trying to no. tweak it to his ways. So I think that I think that's a good idea. I, I honest no. I like that idea. You're com- you're completely right, Brandon. Because a lot of people, like I saw a lot of people on Twitter, like using memes with Dan Campbell from his press conference. It's like you should love how energetic he is because he's trying to bring a new energy. A you don't new, see, yeah, you, you don't know, see that to, coming to, to Detroit. Detroit too much. Yeah, he wants to be yeah, here. A lot of yeah, other like guys did not want to be here. We just gave him the money to yeah. come. Yeah, so I I think he can be great because I I don't understand why people just I don't know. We have a lot of bandwagon fans in Detroit because you know they love you when you're good, but you know that's how it is. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I I got like just your bandwagon. Yeah. I'm a bandwagon. <laughs> what the heck? You, I mean, you just said yeah after you, you said that. You do like, no, I, I'm not talking about me, but there's like people who like won't pay attention yeah. to Detroit sports when they're bad, and like Michigan natives who won't pay attention to them when they're bad, and when they're good, they'll be like, oh, like yeah. we we all know Michigan s- like is behind you. And it's like no, yeah, we all we if all you weren't here to Detroit the versus thing. everybody. Yeah, we all know the fans yeah, of the Detroit. jump chef San Diego. You weren't with the shooting in the jump. No, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, to your point, Barrett, I I would just thought about this um, like having um, pass covering linebackers possibly in the future because that's definitely Brad Holmes's mo. And Brad Holmes, by the way, absolutely love that. I absolutely love that move because how much he can develop and really find gems in the draft is something that he's been really successful at in his years in the league, getting guys like Cooper Cup, um, even Aaron Donald. Like, you guys remember how underrated Aaron Donald was in the draft? Like, he fell down to 14 oh, yeah. or something. And, yeah, we picked Eric Ebron before Aaron Donald just to make the salt in the wound. But 
I mean, he, he knows how to find good players. So that's definitely something that we've kind of struggled with in the draft is really finding guys that really fit. I mean, Hawkinson definitely was one of those guys that we did really well at. But um, it's definitely going to be interesting. But um, back to the your to the point, Barrett, um, having um, Gifts, or I think it's Giff Smith, the new defensive line coach that actually was with the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers don't have a bad defensive line, and they know how to pass or pass rush. We might actually have a front four that can pass rush because we like. I mean, I think it was Bo Davis beforehand or somebody like that that was the former, um, the former coach. I think it was Bo Davis, but I mean, we never really got a pass rush with Bo Davis as sure. the coach, and now we have a guy that's proven with guys like Joey Bosa and um, even can even throw in Melvin Ingram too that can rush the passer, and then you have pa- like you can rush four and have seven covering that could be turnover city if we perfect it yeah i mean you could arguably make you know a case that aquara was our only pass rusher for us this past year of course flowers goes down with an injury and you know that's just the nature of the game i mean that's just kind of yeah griffin you know it was i think it was a cool stun or whatever i mean he had some production i mean i think he had two sacks but I mean, he's obviously uh, older. He didn't know. even play all the games. He didn't he was play all the games. You know, he's he's like just a crazy dude. So, um, I mean, I think we've done pretty decent grabbing some young talent. Um, I mean, we just need to get. I mean, I think you mentioned Holmes is going to find guys in the draft, um, and you know, I think they're going to be good. The problem with Aaron Donald was he was undersized. That's what people thought he yeah, was. Yeah, he was. And now it's like you want a guy who's like. Because he's like the same height as me, but like you know, three hundred some pounds. So and fast. I mean, he and he's fast. Yeah. So inject. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, that's who you want, of course. Like, it's going to be nice. I think if you have a, it's either it's the other way around. Like, if you have a really good secondary, um, your secondary is only as good, I think, as your pressure to the quarterback. Because mm-hmm. if a quarterback has all the time in the world to stand back and. Especially having to play Aaron Rodgers yeah, twice a year. Pick someone apart. Yeah. Who who knows? Maybe he'll be out. That'd be pretty cool. Oh. Aaron hey, Rodgers out. Well, Is that where we want to go with this? I think, we could. I think All right. Aaron, we actually can go into this because I got something to say. Okay, <laughs> Travis. Spill the beans. Let's go. Well, as you guys know, we'll also get into the Super Bowl. But um, Aaron Rodgers, he had a terrific season. I know a lot of times I like troll him, but. He, he's an MVP, obviously, for the season, 48 TDs, only five interceptions. Him and Stafford are actually, I don't know if you guys know this, are the only two quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to play over 10 seasons and throw under 100 career interceptions. Phenomenal. But Rodgers, I think it's time for the Packers to let him go. And the reason why I say this is really? not because of his talent. I'm not saying this because of his talent because he can still play. It's because, if you guys know this is an NFC title game, they do not trust Rodgers to make a play. So I'm going to give you two examples. In, the, in that game, it's 14 to 10 getting ready to go to halftime. Bruce Arians and um, the Buccaneers are about to punt it, just go to halftime with the four-point lead. Brady goes, no, I want to try to go down deep to Scotty Miller. Obviously, they end up getting the touchdown. Terrific play. Fast forward to the end of the game, 31 to 26, third and goal. Rodgers is trying to find someone. He's scrolling out the pocket. He could run in the touchdown, but he tries to squeeze it into uh, Devontae Adams incomplete. So fourth and goal from inside the 10-yard line. Matt LaFleur, you want to kick a field goal, then try to stop Tom Brady. So I just think they don't trust Rodgers enough, or Rodgers doesn't have a much voice in the opinion. And my last point for Rodgers is he's 1-4 in, in NFC title games now. He's great, a regular season player, him and Drew Brees, but for some reason it's not always his fault because it's a team sport, but he, he just can't get it done at home. And this was a perfect opportunity to do it at Lambeau. So I think if I'm Rodgers, 
you can come back again and maybe revamp the roster again because you guys have a great overall team, but they did draft Jordan Love for a reason. So if I'm Rodgers, maybe he wants to have more control like what he sees Brady doing in Tampa Bay. So I think Rodgers somewhere else could be a great fit too. Yeah, uh, you said that he like might want to like part ways or something. That, that's what you started with? Or that he yeah, might want to be looking on, on the way out? I could kind of see that because when they drafted Jordan Love, I was kind of skeptical of what their game plan was. And I don't know. I just It might just be like the relationship that they have because Aaron Rodgers, I feel True. like, is very capable of making like the of making crunch time decisions and crunch time big plays because we've seen it before. He's able to march down the field with less than a minute left from like 80 yards out of a touchdown and be able to just basically pick apart defenses and then able to keep themselves in the game. And he's obviously very good, but... I don't know. I kind of agree with you, Travis, by saying that he might want to possibly look for look for another avenue to kind of close out his career because if if he's not given those opportunities now, even though he's very much capable of, I don't know what his plan is, but mm-hmm. it's kind of it's going to come down to what what's going to go on in the off season if that's if something happens kind of from the front office or if that relationship gets even more tainted or whatever but if he comes back next year i feel like it's just gonna be more of the same that they're gonna have a really good regular season they, they might be able to go pretty far in the postseason again but i mean you brought you brought up some pretty good points that i didn't really think about that maybe they don't trust him as much anymore so i think if you're if you want to keep rogers around and there's some people in the organization that frankly feel that they they could go without him which is like Okay, wow. And the fans are probably thinking, yeah, let's fire those guys immediately because we want to see Rodgers <laughs> in, in green and yellow forever. But, I mean, here's the, here's the thing that I think just people have to realize. Like, Aaron Rodgers has he has his hand of cards. He, he's Aaron Rodgers. He, he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to go play in San Francisco, he can go play in San Francisco. But if you're Green Bay and you want to keep Aaron Rodgers around – You've got to start either you got to either revamp your defense to give him a, a feeling that he doesn't have to take over games especially like the Buccaneers game because frankly that Packers secondary was lost including yeah right. Peter King I don't know where he was like he was or <laughs> Kevin King sorry Kevin King Peter King's an author isn't he yeah Kevin King was literally lost in that game or you need to like I know they they went out and got Devin Funchess and he opted out for the, the the season due to COVID and whatever. But like if you're the Packers, like now you must you must 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 finally convince Rodgers that they they are going to build with him because if they're going to start building around him and starting to move guys away and start transitioning. Then yeah, I've, I mean he's smart enough to understand that, and with the organization, and he knew he wants to be there. But if he, they're not going to be a winning football team, especially with this end of the career, look what Brady did, look what Rivers did, look what Stafford's doing. It could right. be the same route. I saw that the Rams were trying to go for Aaron Rodgers before they went for Matthew Stafford. I know mm-hmm. that, and then Packers yeah. said no. So that might be a good sign that they're thinking about staying with him. But I mean, who knows? The fact that they're talking about him. It just shows, like, th- this isn't just, like, small talk. Like, oh, yeah, what if Aaron Rodgers... Like, this is legitimately... Some people are talking about him because mm-hmm. the way that sure. NFC Championship game kind of lit some fires under the fan base. Um, I-, I think it's not really, like, the Packers are staying with Rodgers. I think it's more than anything Rodgers is staying with the Packers because um, I don't know if this is, like, a-, a scare tactic by him to... You know, he said in his press conference, um, it's very mysterious of what my future is, so... I'm not entirely sure Spooky. if that was like, yeah, if that was a scare right. tactic 
for the organization because they don't really have owners. Um, they do. I don't know if you're not familiar with they have. They don't have one owner. It's like mm-hmm. a, a collective of, of people. You know, of course you have appointees. It's like a committee chair yeah, type like of thing. Board, board <laughs> members, which is just weird. I, I don't think like that's how you have to run an organization. I know we make fun of our leadership at the top here with the Fords and, you know, sell the team. Uh, ha ha ha, LOL. Like, I know we say that all the time. <laughs> but, um, I, I think if Rogers really wants to leave somewhere, I mean, I don't really blame him. Like, he, he, he should. Like, I, I think... They haven't provided him anything really in that terms of help. Uh, Devontae Adams wasn't like a guy. Like it just took forever. Like he wasn't a guy who was a stud right off the bat. Um, I mean, yeah, you have a pretty decent run game like, with Aaron Jones. Your defense was terrible. Um, you know, yeah, Mike just, Pettin should be on garbage. the hot seat. Yeah, Pettin should be honestly should be fired, uh, or at least you know King was it Desmond King? Did you say call him Kevin King? Kevin King or yeah. What is it? What oh, is it was Desmond? Stephen King? Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Anyways. That's Kevin yeah. King. Anyways I, anyways, I just think, like, Rogers should be, like, he should be able to leave, like, go wherever he wants. Um, the problem is there's so much turnover. Are you ever struggling with the mic over there? My bad. It's, like, slipping all over the place, so I'm trying not to be too loud. But Unscrew it and then screw it back in. Yeah, I know. Okay, sorry. Um yeah, oh, go I, ahead, Bear. yeah, no, I think Rogers will have his free free will to wherever he wants to go. If he if he do if he does choose to leave, but um, you know, get him out of the vision. I don't care. If as a Lions fan, see you later. He yeah. can leave, leave, leave. But yeah, one one last thing I want to add about Rogers is uh, that's really all he needs is like I feel like one more ring can really. He's obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but another ring and especially somewhere else, I think that could really solidify. His legacy, and also I want to give a shout out to Mike Taylor going to the NFC title game first year with the Packers, former uh, Ferris True. State Bulldog. That is very um cool. Yeah, I wish yeah, him the best yeah, of luck yeah. next season with the Packers. Yeah, go dogs for sure. Um, some other names we'll have to bring up Deshaun Watson. Um, going around going around the table, you will the virtual table, the six feet COVID restrict social <laughs> distancing table. Um, Deshaun Watson, boys, where's he going? Joe, you start. Honestly, I. I have no clue because with te- with the Texans, they're asking for so much for him, aren't they? They're asking for this. They're asking a lot. So you're saying they're gonna he's going to stay? I think – I just don't think any team would want to shovel out that much money for him and that much, like, assets that they got to give. Because what did you say, Barrett? They have to shovel out <laughs> two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and they want two starters on defense. Yeah, something like <laughs> oh that. You could, get around, you could get around the two starters on defense because you could just give them, like – yeah. You can give them garbage players. I think I think <laughs> if you're a team that has a solid wide receiving core and needs a quarterback to push over the edge of that, then maybe you can kind of do that. Because when we see him with DeAndre Hopkins, he was productive and he was able to get stuff done. It's just if you don't really have that around you and you have mediocre players, then I don't think that's like the spot for you. So I don't really know a specific place, but if you don't have if like you if that's what you need as a quarterback to pair with your good wide receivers, then I think go for it. But I mean, I think if you're gonna look at a place, I mean, would you? Here, you're, now you're into the argument. Do you take the the Jets are a team that you could look at here? Um, they have some assets from trades, uh, the the Jamal Adams trade, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you you know you have the idea. Okay, do you take Deshaun Watson, who's 25, 26, 
right now. How old is he? He's maybe younger than that, right? Yeah, he's it's like twenty four. Yeah, he got drafted, drafted in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay, so he's younger than that, and then you already know what he is. Mm-hmm. Would you take him? Sacrifice the pick that you have because right now I think everyone's banking on them going to get Lawrence, going to get Fields, whoever you know is there for them. He's twenty five. He's twenty five. Do you do you give up that? Okay, what is the potential of Trevor Lawrence to? Okay, we know what we have right now. I mean, I'm sure there's some guys who wants to get who want to get out of New York now. So I'm sure you wouldn't have no problem doing that. And they have enough picks, I believe, through trades they've made. So do you? That's like that's the big thing. Is do you sacrifice potential for what you know right now and some assets? Yeah, and if you're and I would even look at a team like San Francisco, like you have a championship caliber defense granted one healthy i that's really there that's mm-hmm. that is the 49ers problem is keeping guys healthy i don't know if they should go to four practices a week or three practices a week or maybe not even practice whatever it takes to get these guys like obviously they want to be prepared for the game but just the just being able to have the 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 safety that you're not going to be losing any of your key players especially on the stretch but frankly like for them like I, I was really adamant that Stafford could be a guy that could go to San Fran, but obviously that that ship has sailed. He's going to LA, which is a really good situation too. And obviously with uh, the previous ties with Brad Holmes and the Rams, like yeah, hometown just yeah, whatever. But like San Francisco <laughs> has a has a has a good caliber defense that can take them when healthy to a Super Bowl. We really saw that. Like their offense wasn't the reason that they made it in last year's Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Their defense was one of the reasons why. Yeah, they had a grid run game, but they they've have that defense and you pair weapons like Ayuk, you got all of your running backs, you got George Kittle, and then you add a guy, a veteran like Aaron Rodgers that can get them the ball very well and stay on the field. Not Jimmy Garoppolo who plays 6 out of the 16 games every year it seems like. Like, yeah. <laughs> like frankly, like I would, I would see if Deshaun went to um, San Fran. It's only right that Jimmy Garoppolo comes coming back to Bill Belichick's door and is back in a Patriots uniform. Okay, I like that. Oh, but I, I don't make... know. It's it, so good. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Um, I think the team that fits best for Deshaun Watson, even though you guys might not like to hear this, I think is Chicago. Chicago has had a Super Bowl-type defense the past three years. You know, I think this is a team that they're just literally a quarterback away. They thought Nick Foles would be um, the answer. Him, obviously, as a former Super Bowl MVP. And Mitch Trubisky, obviously, is awful. Shouldn't be in the league. But um, that's another conversation. But I think Deshaun Watson with those weapons, Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen, I think that would put make Chicago one of the best teams in the NFC. But where I think he's actually going to go is the New York Jets because he's made it known to the public that he wants to go there or the Dolphins. But the Dolphins seem like they're just going to stick with Tua. Mm-hmm. So I think San Francisco also makes a lot of sense too. But also I want to – Brandon, you made a point about Jimmy G possibly going to New, New England. I just threw that uh, out as a possibility. But, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if, if you guys saw the Bleacher Report about Stafford. Stafford told the Lions apparently last week, trade me to any team but New England. Yeah. And I always thought that was kind of weird because I thought Stafford would fit best with Bill. But, I mean, maybe that's something New England that people don't talk about, you know, quote-unquote, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, I, I think the big reason for him not wanting to, or Stafford for not wanting to go to the Patriots is because 
Patricia is still yes. on the he's on the yeah, staff. He, yeah, he got hired. So he got hired as like a special assistant, whatever that means. Probably a money money laundering scheme or something for <laughs> for Patricia to line his pockets. But um, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins. If I was the Dolphins, I wouldn't give up anything. I think. I mean, maybe it's the whole argument again. Is like, do you give up Tua, your future asset, for Watson, who? I mean, honestly, we know is a stud right now. So, and if you're if gonna, if you're I gonna, would, go, I would give up to a for Watson. Oh like, yeah, in a yeah, heartbeat. I would too. If, if, you're, only if you're gonna, so, yeah. if you're gonna make that trade for Watson, they're gonna have to show that they're gonna go out and get him weapons, and that would probably start with saying, "All right, we might want to trade up and go get Devonte Smith." Mm-hmm. That that would be a key indicator that okay, we're, we would be we'd be willing to do something like that because I mean, like Tua and Fitz, is that the system you're gonna roll with the next three four years? I, I, mean, I don't think so. Well, Fitz has got to be done soon. Like going back yeah. to the going back to the Bears thing. Like Travis, I don't think they have enough picks for them so? to make the trip. No, because I didn't. They they sent a ton to, uh, uh, well, was Oakland now is Las Vegas yeah, the Raiders in the Khalil, Mack, the Khalil trade. Mack trade. I know those picks went deep. I guess you'll have to look into that because, um, like I know they sent they sent a pretty hefty package for Khalil Mack. No, granted, true, very good play because Cleo is still at the top of his game and their defense has been really good but I don't know if they have enough I mean then is Khalil now going to be going to the Texans if you now have to get Watson in so it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too <laughs> no, I mean you make a good point I just think like the Bears are a team that needs a quarterback the most and I think they're literally I mean, to be honest, a quarterback, elite quarterback away from making a Super Bowl run. I don't think that's too far-fetched to say. But if they don't have enough for Watson, that'll be tough. Then. But there's other guys like, you know, Jimmy G, like uh, Brandon said, he could be on the move. Chicago could be a place of interest. Who? Because he's only 29. So it depends what teams are willing to give up and how much salary cap. Also, the Texans, even though you're probably not listening to me right now, you have to be realistic with some of these offers. Like, you can't offer, like, all these, like, like draft picks just for Deshaun Watson. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's not—he's not Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that now. Yeah, I mean, Chicago is a legitimate possibility. I just brought it up because we don't want to see that. We don't want to—we don't want to get wrecked. Oh, oh, no, we don't want to no, get wrecked no, by the Bears. We don't want to. But want it'd be that. interesting though because if Aaron Rodgers moved, oh, that division's wide open, and I feel like he—they would—he would much more consider it now because I mean, what do you if, mean? It's primetime Kirk Cousins. Really, oh he's about to run the table. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Some other names we'll briefly go Relax. over. Um. What teams you guys think that they will go for if they'll stay or if they go and where they'll go? First one, Carson Wentz. Oh God. Uh, I'll I'll take this one right away. I I think now that Stafford is out of the sweepstakes, I think the Colts could be viable contenders for Wentz to get him on a cheap, get him for cheap at least because. Um, I, I think Philly knows that, that his value is completely diminished, especially after the Stafford deal. Now Watson's on the market. So, like, you're almost looking at Wentz being a third or fourth, like, desired quarterback. Um, so right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say I would definitely think Wentz to the Colts because I don't see him – I just don't see him going anywhere else right now. I think that's the fit. I know Pat McAfee really wanted Stafford, but – uh, I don't even think the Colts offered us a, like anywhere close to what the Rams are doing. No, like the closest offer for us was for a, Stafford was from the well Washington football yes, team from Washington. Yeah, and they <laughs> and they gave us 
not even a two first round picks. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, they didn't they didn't put a player like the, the like their offer was good, but like we obviously got Goff in return and another pick. But I think the 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 other pick was also more of a compensation because the the Rams really wanted to dump Goff's contract, which is awful. By the True. way, it's terrible. Like he makes more money than Stafford. Yeah, that's pretty pathetic. But um, Joe, where is <laughs> Carson Wentz going? It's it's another thing where I just don't know <laughs> because like that's a, I don't wait, really wait, think wait. Carson Wentz is that good to be honest. Like he's not. Right. You have a pulse on the nation. Where's your pulse on the NFL scheme? You don't know. I'm, like Joe, I said, know. I just don't think Carson Wentz is that good. So I don't think he's there. like could, that. Could he stay with Nick Sirianni? I feel Nick like he'll, I feel like the better go to Seattle. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I feel like he's probably just gonna stay because <laughs> they're probably they're main. I think. Because what, what's his name? Ertz is probably wants to get out of there. Yep. And then who is that other guy that was that's on the <laughs> Travis Fulgham? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steal. I forgot the other guy's name, but he probably wants out of there. So I don't know if they're just going to trade everybody away because Ooh, so Alshon Jeffrey. I don't. There was three okay, people Jeff. after right. the last no, game. No more Eagles talk for Joe. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, with San Nick Diego. Sirianni, he could stay because Sirianni's <laughs> worked with veteran QBs. And then we'll imagine if they shipped out Jalen Hurts now. The whole, I the think whole table's turned. Wow. I would definitely you, keep, you Hurts. keep it's Hurts. It's a possibility. Yeah, you gotta, sure, you you got to keep Hurts. Like, dude, Hurts isn't Hurts isn't so good. They pulled yeah. him in the playoff because he was too good, or they pulled him the game before <laughs> in the playoffs because he's too good. Well, there's yeah, no way. Doug, Doug Peterson, as we say now, he was definitely selling on purpose. Like, there's no other. I think he had like, to, either, Travis. Yeah, keep but, his job, oh, <laughs> and he didn't. To answer keep your it. question, I'm gonna throw you guys a curveball. I think Carson Wentz. This probably won't happen. But I think he could end up in Pittsburgh, and here why. Hmm. Big Ben, Big Ben, they've already talked about with him and the owner. They're not going to pay him the thirty-seven million dollar option for next year. Big Ben said he's confident that they'll get a deal done, but he also said I wouldn't mind being on the move because, like, I understand some business, and I'm thirty-eight now. So I'm thinking Wentz, who's still only twenty-eight, him, Juju, um, James Conner in that defense. Because the Steelers, even though they were a fraudulent 12-4, and four, Wentz in a new system could be um, – I feel like that could be a competitive competitive division with him, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and obviously Joe Burrow when he gets back healthy. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers try to get a QB if Big Ben doesn't come back. I mean, it sounds like uh, – Big Ben is coming back, right? He said he's going to run it back one more year. Yeah, but the real question is where – all right, who, who, else is oh. on, who else is on your list? Okay, uh, your list? another name, Sam Darnold. Because if Watson ends up in <laughs> the New trash York, can, oh, oh, I'm going to love, love this one. Oh, my god! There's so many places for Sam Darnold's talent to go. I mean, he is just an <laughs> excellent player. No, Joe's, Joe, Joe and I are like, on the, he's, he's are on the not, same page. He's not terrible. He just it's doesn't just, have anyone he, around. He does when not Chris have, Hogan is your best receiver that you can throw to. Yeah. Yeah. nothing. Super Bowl winner. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Tom like Brady. Third, he was like a – he was – the back end on like a yeah. pass that like Tom Brady would never throw like he never threw to him. Yeah, I I think if Sam Darnold, I I don't think he's no one. He's never had an offensive line. Never had an offensive line. Never had a running back other than Le'Veon for never. Like you know he and Frank Gore. Yeah, so he's really been surrounded by some real youthful talent. Um, but I I mean. I don't know. I mean, could you make the case that he could go to? I mean, I, I mean, 
San Francisco. I mean, I don't know. I, I really that's the one thing I right, don't. Joe, I don't know. I know, right? I, I really don't. I'm not entirely sure where you could even ship him off to. I, I know he could be a, a good. He he is a good player. Um, I just think he's never been surrounded by anything for him. Gase is completely who has had the reputation of building up two quarterbacks. Completely destroyed his career. Um, so I, I don't even think like it's all of his his fault. Of course, yes. Ultimately, it's him on at the end of the day on the field, but everything around him is poopy. Yeah, because if Deshaun Watson goes there, I don't think he'll basically ever see the field at all, and it'll just Donald be, beats him out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it'll just kind of be wasted down. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they what they'd be able to get out of him though, because I don't know if a team really. Just because of the stigma of just being on the Jets team, if like he'll be like actually sought after by anybody. The Colts. There, that was my team I was looking for. I the think, Colts. The Colts. Darnold. I think, um, Colts and Sam. Uh, that, I mean, that could be a possibility. But Sam Darnold. Oh, go ahead, Joe. My bad. <laughs> no, you can go ahead, Travis. What did you say? Are you sure? No, yeah. no, I don't want to cut you off. Okay. I okay, think Joe, Sam ahead. Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Sam Darnold should be in the XFL whenever it comes back. The I think XFL? Um, he, he would probably I tear, think, he would um, honestly he would tear, tear, he would tear yeah, it up crazy. crazy. I think, at no, least, no, I'm, I'm he's, being serious. He's, all, all trolling aside, I think he should go there and kind of revamp his career because I don't think he's an NFL starter in this league on any NFL team. I think he should go there and just like try to do what P.J. Walker did and get another shot. What if I he think went, Sam Darnold. Yeah, go ahead. What if he? This is obviously my last hypothetical for the Darnold take. But what if he went to the Saints? I know they have Jameis. Um, Ooh, yeah. But I, I Hill, think yeah. I, I think like you know, of course we've had Taysom Hill as our quarterback, and we saw that experiment work and not work at the same time. Um, but you know, having Darnold down there and a system surrounded by, I mean, at least I hope Thomas wants to play for him. You have Kamara. You have other you know assets around you. Uh, the offensive line was able to at least protect old man Breeze for ever until his lung collapsed this season. So, um, I mean, maybe that's a spot. I, I know I can't imagine he's a hot commodity, but at least I know he is a serviceable quarterback that could get the job done. Could be. I mean, it's a po- yeah. – I like the idea, I like, but like you said, if Michael Thomas would want to stay to play for Sam Darnold, but I mean, he actually <laughs> have a chance he to actually. Gingers. He'd be. Why? <laughs> he's in Darnold. <laughs> I said, he's, "Hey, gingers." Gingers. gingers. Oh yeah. my god! That was so random. I would say that. Well, that, was, that, that was a valid question. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, I, the only other hypothetical I could think of is Washington because they need a quarterback. So, and they they have enough weapons where they would probably do do decent they definitely need to do some revamping but uh another name i think this one's going to be a little bit more interesting julio jones does he stay in a falcons uniform next year oh god okay that's Um, a good one i mean i want to say i don't want to say julio's old but he's like it almost reminds me of like a broken down car (laughs) not a broken down car but he's (laughs) he gets hurt so often he's like uh He's like a slightly better version of AJ Green. It's like a fan. It's like your family car that's been in the family for like he, twenty years. Yeah, yeah just like, like he. You yeah. have to keep on fixing it all the time. Yeah, like it, it'll get the job it's done. It's like a two thousand one Honda Accord. I yeah. would know. It's like his prime. His prime is his prime is definitely past him now, and 
it's like I mean, he just had a wasted career. I feel like, and I just don't know. I just don't know if he's valuable enough now to able like, especially with last yeah. season, he was kind of underperforming and he was out most of the time. That I don't know if like teams would really be like he's a hot commodity right now. That well, teams you, would be sought like, after. You talk about after. Calvin's like you talk about Calvin's career getting wasted. Like Julio, Julio yeah. takes a cake on that because yeah. yeah, they went to the Super Bowl, but like I mean, I just. Like that's so that's so tough, especially with injuries in the past for him. And then, I mean, Ryan is great. Like, when's the, when is Ryan done? Like, that's my question because they've stuck with him. You know, if if Stafford can get moved, uh, why can't Ryan? Because you know, coming from the same draft, I mean, I think we can all agree that Stafford's been a way better quarterback despite the uh. career perform career performance for like what Ryan has done, like playoffs and accolades wise uh, i i think like like if you said if which which one would you rather take to start a team you would pick stafford i would yeah i would yeah pick i would stafford, say I'd agree. without a doubt he, i mean he's detroit different you know he's detroit versus everybody <laughs> detroit like, literally bleeds blue like yeah. he's like he's <laughs> yeah. built different built different no, yeah. he's built different i mean i think with julio this is another kind of curveball i just thought about this i would really like to see him end up in buffalo and the reason why i say that i was oh so God. impressed with no no hear me. <laughs> no i, was so I don't know how they do that but yeah go ahead no true like I, it's just a hypothetical I, the reason why i like that potential move is josh allen impressed me so much this year i've been a big josh allen fan so c- can't call me a bandwagon for that but the fact they made it to an afc title game even though they did get blown out stefan diggs was good enough to help the offense get there if you get one more weapon and julio has to be a number two option now considering how great stefan diggs is I think that would be a terrific, terrific fit. But um, uh, your question about Matt Ryan and Stafford, I think it's close. I would probably go with Stafford. Just, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I'll probably go with Matt Ryan because he does have an NFL MVP. But, uh, I mean, that is close between them because they're both gunslingers. But Stafford, I mean, you made a good point. If he had the accolades and, like, the career, because having no playoff wins is just, like, so – tough like rex grossman has been to a super Bowl, and i don't even know if you guys know who rex grossman is but you know oh, yeah. it is tough but it's not all his it's not all his fault though it is about you're a product of your environment so you gotta uh, surround him by somebody yeah I, I think the one of the options i would consider if you're julio i mean honestly could would you say okay i'll go play with lamar jackson in baltimore i mean because sure. i mean they got they went out and got a veteran deep like i guess you could say physical receiver in des bryant but des bryant's way past his like his prime so i mean he's just kind of there like because he like julio jones is basically a little bit more of a glorified des bryant when you think of how they play and how how their skill set is a little bit i know i know you're smiling over there barry wow (laughs) (laughs) i just went the yeah sorry go ahead but no that that one that was a hypothetical i think last season i mean it does make sense i mean i don't know any other teams that would like want a weapon like, cause I mean, you wouldn't you like the Ravens wouldn't rely on Julio Jones as much as the Falcons do, and the Falcons, sure. frankly, they really don't like their passing attacks good without Julio Jones, cause they have they have so many other guys like Calvin Ridley, and they they have guys like Russell Gage and even other guys like Zacchaeus. What is going on over there? Focus on your own take. That's yeah, all. Come that's on. all I gotta say. What you got? Any more on that list? Um, one more, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, hey. hey. JJ Watt. <laughs> he says he, he says he might want out. 
<laughs> oh god. There's uh, only one no, answer. There's no, only no, one no. correct answer. I don't know if you've seen I don't know if you've seen the meme of like the Mr. Incredible or oh, from yeah. the Incredible movie of like JJ oh, yeah. Watt <laughs> driving to work and it's him just in a car like in the middle of traffic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah that, that's JJ Watt. Um JJ Watt, you know, he has a log cabin, I don't know if you know, in Wisconsin, yeah. right outside the Dells <laughs> there. Oh, tell me what, it's probably beautiful. I wish I could be in that cabin, um, but I, I think he's just gonna That's stay with the Texans. I, I don't see him leaving ever. <laughs> like I, I don't. Unless, <laughs> I mean, he's the reason he got Bill O'Brien out of there. He is the reason there's so much change. Uh, I, I think right. he is a, a Texan man for life, even though he's from Wisconsin. But um, I, I think he stays forever. I think he's like he's one of those guys who's a lifer. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think of an equivalent who is like. Maybe we'll see some like last second thing, but he was he's like he was he'll be, Brett like, a Phil, he'll be like a Philip Rivers, right? right. It's he'll, like well, he'll stay Phil for Rivers moved. I was gonna say Philip Rivers. Well, like he stayed for like the longest time, and then one year he moves it, because Steve. Well, yeah. I mean Brady stayed too for a long time. Yeah, but he moved. I'm trying to think of someone who didn't move. Anyway, it'd be like a Dirk Nowitzki, like if it was NFL. Yeah. Yes, a Dirk, uh, a Tim Duncan, if you, you will. You can say you can say Big Ben. I mean, he hasn't technically left. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big Ben. Or, 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 big or, 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 big, big Ben's left the building. Yeah. Eli Manning. Oh yeah. Eli Manning could have got. Shipped out plenty of times. Yeah, he, and he stayed. Yeah, yeah, but they're not trying to ship out JJ Watt. JJ Watt's like, I do my job. I put the hand, in, yeah. my hand in the dirt. And then I, he th- just- I thought he was. <laughs> I thought that I think that he is going to stay because that clip of like after they lost the last game and he was like, sorry that we wasted like time, your time here. Like we could have yeah. been oh, like yeah, when Sean, he was like yeah. sitting with Deshaun. He's like, sorry we wasted like your talent here. He and feels like he's we, the like, man. Trade <laughs> away the people that could actually do something for you. Like, yeah. My, yeah, like, like that sucks for you. Yeah. Like sorry. And I was like, yeah, Jay is probably planning on staying, but he knows that Deshaun's out of there. Like man, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, oh good. I think. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think honestly, Barrett, I, I agree with you. I think he's gonna stay. I would like to see him on another team to win a. A Super Bowl, but J.J. Watt's one of those like last loyal guys in sports. And like Joe pointed out, you could even say in the NBA, like Giannis and Steph Curry are like two of the last ones left. So like J.J. Watt is like in that tier of those guys. And I think um, it's just sad because I don't think he'll ever win in Houston, depending on what quarterback they would get in return for Deshaun. But I mean, he deserves that because he's a winner. Also, former CMU player before he transferred uh, to Wisconsin. And um, so I mean, JJ Watt, he's so like fun to watch. He's just been great his entire career, and he's kept a consistency of like he really. Obviously, some guys fall off, but he's still at the top of his game. So I think he's a lifer. I think he'll stay. Yeah, I think staying would definitely probably be more the the likely. But hey, I mean, he's from Wisconsin. Is that a move that Green no, Bay would be willing dear to make? God. <laughs> I do not want our quarterback to nah, just get eradicated. No, come to Detroit, JJ. Upset. You'll be appreciative. Yeah, of that. Central yeah. Michigan. Fire up chips. But on um, <laughs> fire up chips. Anyway, oh, wrapping wow. up the show. Obviously, it's Super Bowl week. We got the Chiefs and we got the Bucks. Simple question, oh, fellas. Yeah. Who's winning That's, the Super Bowl? It's so tough because it's literally like. It's young Tom Brady versus Tom Brady right now. Like that's basically what I see right. It's all like, what I new. see because Chiefs, they're like I feel like they're a more younger team, and then like, like the Bucks are like the bigger brother. But like I don't know like if it's gonna be like the classic thing where like the bigger brother always wins. And I don't know who I'm gonna choose because like, I feel like it's gonna come down to like the day before I am. I'm gonna I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards Kansas City, but also Tom Brady in the Super Bowl is just you can't count him out. Um. 
I think I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs. I don't think Brady was. I don't think Brady was that good in the NFC Championship. I mean, he threw three picks. Uh, I think like you can just huh. Oh, I'm just nodding with that. Oh, I thought you were like I mean, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Tom Brady. I thought you like flinched. I was bad. like, oh, okay, uh, no, but yeah, he threw three picks in the NFC Championship. Um, honestly, the Scotty Miller like touchdown, uh, like right at half for in the NFC Championship was like the reason they lost. Like the secondary for the Packers sucked. The secondary for the Chiefs way better. Uh, we know this. Um, I think Sorensen's gonna. I mean, we've just seen like Brady struggles against like too high safety like. Somewhat of a hybrid of cover two, cover three, because uh, for whatever reason, he cannot drop it in the basket anymore. Now, I'm probably going to eat my words, but he threw three interceptions all in that same fashion. Uh, Like, either he just didn't read the safety or he thought he could get the throw there in the safety. I don't know. But he threw three picks, and I I think he's definitely going to have, I mean, a better better time at least. I know, like, they're able to plan and have these two weeks, but – um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs because Mahomes is ridiculous. I had the over in the Bills-Chiefs game, so I made some money. But, I mean, oh, dude, they're – I mean, the Chiefs are just ridiculous. They, Even though we're in a weird year, it doesn't feel like they're – I've lost a step whatsoever. You taking advantage of the sports gambling and legalized in Michigan? Uh, <laughs> if my parents were listening, uh, well, they potentially might be. No, I have never, ever <laughs> – Gambled Whoa. in my life. I have never, ever. Mike and Nancy Whoa. Jones, I have never, Whoa. ever <laughs> put money Whoa, down. Whoa, boys. Whoa, boys. You know what time is. You guys already know. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, the greatest quarterback His middle name's history. Edward? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why'd no, you no, this is, his middle name? No, I, I know his government Brady, name. But, but, government um, given. No, Barrett, I even said this on Mike's and Takes. This was my preseason Super Bowl prediction. And you said... I said it was going to be the Chiefs and Buccaneers. You said the the Bucks had no chance. Brady has done it again. This man finds ways to win the game. He just beat Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers on the road, and I believe he's going to beat Patrick Collapse Mahomes. Lung, Drew Brees. Honestly, <laughs> if you honestly Broken at this secondary point, Rogers. All right, all right, let, let me let me finish my point. I, I let I let you guys talk. Let me finish. But um, at this point. If you don't think Brady's the greatest quarterback, I just think this is disrespectful to the integrity of the game of football in its entirety. Because Brady, the fact this man is 43 and went to another conference and finds ways to win games. Don't get me wrong, he threw three picks, but he still threw three touchdown passes in that game. And he also really, two of the picks weren't really his fault. They couldn't block, so he had to throw it up for dear life. And Mike Evans, they had 10 drop passes in that game. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, can you catch a ball? Some of those are bad throws, though. Trav, I'm scared he's going to throw picks. Like It's clear uh, that he is either misreading or the – I mean, the the Packers had a very crappy secondary and they were still to get three picks. Like The Chiefs have a way better, way better, like, well, I guess more consistent like secondary. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I dude. Think it's it's going to be a close game. And don't get me wrong, I think this is very interesting because the only game Mahomes has ever lost in the playoffs, if you guys remember, is a 2019 AFC title game against Brady. Against Brady. And that's, that's only because they lost the coin flip. And I can say that as a Brady fan, like that's, that's the only reason why they won. But So it's a chance for him to avenge this loss. But I think if Brady wins this game and this is the MVP, I think you also got to put him in the conversation for greatest athletes. I'll be seven Super Bowls in ten tries. But also, you gotta look at Mahomes. If he wins, Mahomes has the ability and potential to me to win at least five, probably more. Because, like you said, Bear, they haven't lost a step all year. This man is coming off a concussion and just 
dismantled one of the best defenses, you know, in the league, especially last year, and one of the best teams this year in the Bills. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to come down to a last drive. I think we're going to get a very, very good um, Tom Brady just because at this point in his career as a Brady fan, I could say he's a game manager. And, I mean, he can't make the overthrows like you said, but Chris Godwin and Mike Evans do have to make catches because they did drop a few also in the Saints game that almost were costly. But it will be a good game though, overall. Yeah, I think per, I I think that like I really feel the Chiefs are the better team in this situation. But like, you, I mean, if you if you've watched football long enough, like it doesn't matter if Brady's the underdog or it, it like he he knows how to win these type of games. And it's really I don't necessarily think I think it's going to be really dependent on how Tampa Bay's defense tries to stop Kansas City's offense because Kansas City's sure. offense is so fantastic. And I think really Tampa Bay's defense was one of the big reasons why that they made it to the Super Bowl in that game against the Packers because there was times where after those interceptions from Brady, like their defense stepped up and made Aaron Rodgers stall out in that offense and kept them out of scoring opportunity, which ended, I mean, with a one-score game, that's really the highlight of their win was the defense so i think it's really going to depend on how tampa bay's defense comes out i mean i've been a big fan of that tampa bay defense but there's been like there's times where they're elite level best defense in the league and there's they're worse than average so what defense to me shows up is probably going to be the deciding factor i feel that so you who are you're picking the Chiefs, Brandon? That, oh man, I, I don't. I want right now. Right bucks? now, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs, but it'll probably change throughout the week. Yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm probably. I'll probably say I'm the opposite. I would say I'm gonna. I. I want. I'm think. I think the Chiefs are the better team, but it's hard to bet against Brady. So I would say somehow the Bucks would pull this one out. But I. I. I mean, I'm really just looking forward to a good Super Bowl game. To be honest, I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game. Yeah. I think we all in in America, football fans want to see a good game. Definitely, definitely. So, so, but that is the show today. We thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to the boys, Barrett and Travis from Mikes and Takes for yeah. joining us on our show. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys enjoyed this NFL mega episode. And don't forget yeah. to tune into the Super Bowl Sunday oh, at 6.30 p.m. Have one more thing right before we go off. Uh, sure. What, 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 Just, what would you like the, to add? Real quick on an announcement from me and Barrett. Uh, obviously, guys, we know we, we've been on the delay of episodes, but if you look at the MAB episode, the Michigan Association of Broadcasters interview we did with Greg Williams, if you read in the description, we are uh, planning on coming back. We're, we're just trying to find each other's schedule. So Mike's and Takes fans, we will be back. But it's nice to collab with Brandon and Joe. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, that, that we, we, we hope to see you guys again. We'll, we'll definitely have you guys on the show again just because it's too, it's, it's too fun having you guys too much, on. So. Too much fun not to have, have so, you guys on. But um, enjoy the Super Bowl. Football is fun. And Joe? Take care, everybody.